Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia, and today we have Gustavo Ortega alongside with me. Today is Friday, uh, July 24th. Let me get that correct. July 24th. Uh, Gustavo, how you doing? Hey, Gio. How's it going? Hi to everyone who's tuning in on this live, live stream. A pleasure to be here on this Friday night. Excited to talk about what happened yesterday between the both LA teams. And thank you guys for always uh, keeping in touch with LA Soccer Hub. Yeah, so uh, obviously uh, a lot happened last night. Um, obviously, let's start off with the, with LA Galaxy. Um, they had a, a tied one-one uh, finish. Obviously, they needed a three-goal difference. Um, the first goal that came on uh, it looked like Bingham just was just kind of cut off guard, uh, caught off guard, or he didn't know what was actually happening. And I think I heard some of the announcers; they were surprised. And it looked like the ball was deflected in there, but it, when you saw the replay, it looked like it wasn't a deflection, and then he just mis- misread when the ball was coming, and then the, and the ball was in the back of the net. What did what did you think of? Uh, I guess David Bingham's position, like just standing there. Yeah, it, it's 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 a little tricky because as a goalkeeper, uh, you always have to react into those uh, um, opportunities from the opponent. Uh, yeah, pretty much got caught him fluke. Uh, full flatted, and I think uh, Bingham didn't really go for that. He could he could probably would have saved that if it wasn't for his late reaction. He probably saw the ball late. You know, when you have the wall, it, you pretty much give him him that side of the post, the left post to the to challenge the the the, the free kick taker to go into that corner. But yeah, it was kind of an unfortunate play for the goalkeeper who had a. After that, a pretty pretty decent game after that one. Yeah, and um, the positive things, I guess, LA LA Galaxy do walk away with one point, um, but they are scoreless. They are winless in five matches, and I've only had two points in those five matches. So I know a lot of people are very upset. I mean, you know, and in a way, also feel like that maybe Guillermo Scalotto is maybe on the hot seat, maybe is not. Um, let's talk about it a little bit because we also had our news earlier today, uh, Atlanta United and, um, their head coach, Frank DeBoer, uh, parted. They went their separate ways. Um, and you could tell because obviously Atlanta United didn't even score a single goal. They, they, they lost all three games and they didn't even score. Obviously, we know they're missing Joseph Martinez, but seeing them without Joseph Martinez, they're a completely different team. Um, right. And I and I also also add that LA Galaxy are missing both uh, obviously Chicharito and Jonah dos Santos, and at times they have looked good. I think they just haven't been able to finish certain games, and they in this tournament they look like they're running out of gas. So what do you what do you make of the Guillermo Escaloto situation with the Galaxy? Yeah, it's a tough situation because, like you said, uh, they're pretty much uh, on the hot. Seat. He's on the hot seat. Every every coach is. I mean, if you don't give results. 
then you're pretty much your job is on the line every single day. And to start the season with five games and only two draws, no wins, um, three losses, it, it's pretty it's pretty tough tough for Escaloto because you know, like you, uh, we talked before this the live stream that um, Escaloto was pretty much missing key players like Dos Santos and as well as Chicharito who only played against Portland the first game and then left uh, came back to Los Angeles after that injury and yeah it's 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 a very short team pretty much too they don't have that much depth as opposed to to other teams uh, they do have a limited resources they do have to rely on players from Galaxy 2 I did see a couple uh, young players yesterday come in into the game and pretty much give another face into the team like Efrain um, Alvarez, who for me was a game changer in the second half, pretty aggressive on the on the front lines in the final third. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's 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 misfortunate for for LA Galaxy to just be eliminated out of this tournament. Uh, the team had a high expectations because you know it, it was a, a, a for me the the group of death group F. Unfortunately, they needed the result, the three zero or more. But once that goal came. For Houston Dynamo, pretty much uh, it was over for, for LA Galaxy because they had to score four or more goals in order for them to to qualify. Yeah, and I think it's the biggest, uh, I guess, some of the positives that happened for the LA Galaxy. Zubak, who started up top. Um, you know, Hanson Diaz didn't keep his run going. Maybe he wasn't expecting um, yeah. he was going to get the ball, but. But at that point, I mean, just keep running. And, you know, that, that could have just gave them three points and they could have walked away, at least with the win, at least with three points that's going to go towards the season. Um, he was a positive outside of, you know, him not being able to make that final run. Also, uh, Cameron Dunbar, who's 17 years old, and Gordon Wild. Those guys, uh, being able to come in and play, I just wish I would have saw more of them. And I think the biggest thing about Guillermo Scoloto is, He's been on the hot seat at least from like at least the the media from side. I know some of the cover the galaxy is the substitutions and when he's making those substitutions. Um, he he he. I feel like from what I understood, um, believes that most of his players were weren't gassed out at you know the previous match against LAFC and it looked like they were. Um, I think that's been the biggest. Um, Criticism of him is when he's putting in those subs and how he's using the subs and not using the capability. He has the capability of using five subs, but he's not using them up. And I think that's been more the more critical. And obviously, like we said, he's winless in five games, and this is Galaxy's worst start to a year. Um, obviously, we do also have to acknowledge we had the pandemic. They stopped for four months and came back and play, and then you lose both a, two, two out of the three superstars. So I think there's a lot going on here. Um, obviously, if you're a Galaxy fan, you're just frustrated, um, especially, you know, when Gal- when LAFC beats you the way they did. So I know it's a tough pill to swallow. And on top of that, you haven't won anything. You know, you haven't those last two seasons haven't been that successful. So if, if Galaxy, I think if they didn't win or, you know, if they didn't show anything positive, if they didn't win yesterday and they got the, the completely – beat up like they did like by LAFC, then he would have been a little bit more on the hot seat because then you would start to see that um, if they lost again like they lost to the to LAFC, then I would have been like, okay, the players don't really have his back. The players don't really, re- you know, in a way respect right. them and stuff. 
But that that's not what they have. That's not what happened. They came out and fought, and they were able to get the tie. They had a chance to get the win. So I think he's for right now. He, he he's he will save it. He will have his job. But once the season returns here in about a month or so, um, I think the pressure is going to start to build on Guillermo Scaloto. Yeah, you're totally correct, Gio, because, you know, you do have that pressure of, like you said, I mean, before last year, the Galaxy missed the playoffs two years in a row and to lose to their rivals in the Western Conference semifinals, the way they did, it was pretty, pretty bad. And now allowing another six against LAFC, I mean, only one point out of nine possible in this tournament. It was, it's a pretty tough uh, situation for not just Escaloto, but all, all of LA Galaxy because they do have to live up to that expectation of being one of the great clubs of MLS. I mean, you ha- you're, you're the five time um, champion, so you have to show for it. I know sometimes clubs do go through um, re- uh, rebuilding stuff, uh, rebuilding clubs. Uh, but yeah, it, it's as a Galaxy organization, you have to always be fighting for the top positions. And for you to to go through this uh, tough stretch, uh, it's only five games, and there's a lot, a lot of a lot of uh, games left. And I think they'll they'll get it together once the team starts getting healthy. You know, they're gonna be off for what a month now until probably August 22nd, and it's a long time, but it's still mm-hmm. a, a way to get players back like Chicharito and Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah, and I'm trying to play a clip that I was trying to upload um, from um, from uh, Joe Corona, but it's not uploading. If I if I get it again, uh, if I get it to upload, I'll definitely uh, uh, put it up here. Uh, pretty much, it was just uh, it was just a statement that I'll, I'll just read off what he had said after uh, after the press conference. Um, obviously, he he was very disappointed on the way they finished the season, and he said there's a lot of disappointment right now. Things didn't go as expected, and you know they just have, like he said, they just didn't go as expected. And he he understood that there's work to be done, but I think him Joe Corona was also a positive side, and then if you're able to get Jonah Dos Santos back, you do have a strong midfield there, and it's just figuring that last piece with, with Chicharito, you know, seeing. How you know? Because I really felt like this was—I I really felt like this was Chicharito's tournament to showcase his talent and to showcase to everybody, and pretty much kind of shut everybody up. But he ended up getting injured, which is unfortunate. Here, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play the video right now. Give me one second here for a play. Like. Uh, I- you said uh, we live with uh, a lot of uh, disappointment. The video looks like it's not it's not playing correctly, but just pretty much he was disappointed. Um, they asked him, you know, how he could potentially how the team potentially build on this, and you know what what they can build on this from there. And I think it's just about getting those guys back, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos and Chicharito, and going back to the John Ball, and hopefully having the team um, fully healthy once the season, uh, once the regular season uh, kicks off. So I want to move on uh, to, ye- to yesterday's LAFC versus Portland Timbers game. Uh, two two draw. They started the game down um, down a goal. Um, you know that we're used to seeing LAFC at least in this tournament be down be down and then come back, and that's what they did. So they were able to bounce back and they got the lead. It was two one. I, I think it was in the first half, and it was just yeah, it was just incredible to see. Mm-hmm. And then 
they they at that point with the two one lead, they were they're the number one. They're winning the group, and then the eighty first minute comes in and the Timbers score, and then an LAFC fall second in the group, and the Timbers move on to be the the first place team. Um, I know Bob Riley said he was very disappointed in the way they played. It took him it took him a while to come back, uh, come to the to the media room and uh, talk uh, to talk to us. Um, I just felt that I, I think one of the things that they struggle with um, that they don't have an answer for, and I don't think they'll have an answer for, for at least in this tournament, um, is the replacement of Dio um, with Bradley, Bradley Wright Phillips. Bradley Wright Phillips has done an amazing job. Um, he scored three goals in the first three games. I mean, he's 34 years old, but he, he doesn't look like it. He's playing solid. The only thing is he can't give you 90 minutes. He's playing about, I think, 67 minutes, 67 minutes a game. Um, and I, get a, I didn't get a, ch- a chance to ask uh, Bob Bradley this. Maybe I'll get a chance next press conference. But I want to know, because who came in, the person that came in for Bradley Wright Phillips was Andy Nahar. That's who, that's who subbed him out. So you're up 2-1 in the 67th minute. There's still 20 minutes left in the game. And if you don't have another offensive weapon to replace uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, and or you don't have him opportunity, you don't have him for full ninety minutes. You, in a way, I feel like they're they're not as strong as a team up top, you know, because you're not replacing one for one. You're just replacing a player for a different player, you know. And it and it and it's a little tricky right there because I think they once Bradley Wright Phillips is out, they lose the precision up top. They lose that extra threat up top. And I think right now LFC doesn't have. If the game is closed like it is to like it was last night, and when they play the Sounders, I think they're the same thing may potentially happen. I don't know how. How do you look at things? Yeah, it was a great matchup between the Portland um, Timbers and and as well the LAFC a two-two draw that was very interesting. Right, Phyllis, once again coming up uh, big in this in these games. What a what a strike he he took out to pretty much uh, even out the game. Give that hope to LAFC, and then LAFC once again uh, from a set piece of the corner kick. Uh, Mark Anthony K coming out strong with the header, putting it to one before the halftime. And yeah, it's a, it's a little alarming to not have that substitution for Wright Phillips, who was having an outstanding game so far. Um, but it, it's like we mentioned it on the last live stream, Gio. If it was a close game, be careful with either our team because. They were able to respond quickly after being in, in a deficit. So yeah, it's a, both both teams really showed the grit and hats off to the Timbers who played a great match, um, who avoided playing against the defending champions, the Sounders, on Monday after winning the Group uh, F on yesterday. But yeah, it, it's a little it's a little questions that rise up once you start thinking. When it comes to LAFC and the knockout stage, who are they going to have in order to replace their nine? I mean, they did have a lot of opportunities to score, but unfortunately, they didn't uh, last night. And I think Wright Phillips is the the main man right now. Besides, I mean, you're missing Carlos Vela and now Dio. So he's the guy who's going to be scoring your goals. And the question is, who or what man is going to step up to, to take that responsibility when he's not on the field? And uh, yeah, and I just want to add to that. They do have subs up top. They do have uh, forward. They have Christian Torres, who's a mm-hmm. academy player, and Danny Masovsky. 
neither of those two players played the last few games. Uh, right. Danny Musovsky didn't come in. Christian Torres didn't come in when LAFC was beating LA Galaxy 6-2. to two. None of those two players came in for Bradley Wright Phillips. And they didn't come in yesterday when they were down two, when they were up 2-1. So that tells me. And then I just want to add Adrian Perez uh, also wasn't in the subs. So I, that makes me think that his injury is a lot more serious. And I don't think we'll see him in this tournament. So mm-hmm. literally, if you're LAFC, you only got two, sub, two subs at top. Those two guys. And those two guys are not going to help you. Um, if you haven't put them in now, those two guys are not going to help you win games. So I think, I think LAFC are really capped at 70 minutes. If they're not winning the game by like three to one or something like that, or they're not able, if it's a close game like it is again, they got to really, if they, I can see, I, I can see LAFC winning a two one close game, but they got to be better. Like that second goal that came in, it was a, it was a little bit light, last, light, I can't even say the word lazy on their part because it was two headers. When there's typically two headers inside the box, you know what happened. It goes inside the, it goes in back of the net and that's what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think they just got to be a little bit more, um, more, more, uh, more effective on the defensive end and the box because once you know you, you're miss, you're not going to have that attack on that on the on the forward side, and you're not you don't have someone replacing him. Is gonna the game is gonna tie up for LAFC because when you look for that for the offensive player, it's not going to be there. And I don't think Brian Rodriguez or Rossi are going to be able to do it on their own. They need Bradley Wright Phillips. So I'm very interested to see how this game against the Sounders goes. Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, game, a rematch from last year's conference, uh, the West Conference final. Uh, unfortunately, LAFC lost at home 3-1. to one. I was at that game. Mm-hmm. It was a tough loss for, for LAFC in front of the home crowd. Tough, tough and, loss. But, um, yeah, and then I think uh, Saunders still pretty much the same team, man. It, they, they, they're very stacked up front. Rui Diaz, Morris, you have Roldan as well in the midfield. A very uh, compacted and well-balanced team that that is the Sounders, who have been really successful in the past years. You know, um, as we saw two two titles in the in the in the last five years. So I think it, it's a very competitive uh, a team. They bounce back after starting having a slow start in the tournament. Uh, they can score plenty of goals and they're very well. Uh, defensively organized. So it's going to be a tough match for LAFC, especially without Vela, you know, one of their top goal scorers and as well as playmakers. Yeah, and um, this is one of the rivals. I, I think uh, Eduardo Tosta said it perfectly. I, I was reading an article um, by The Athletic that he considered LA Galaxy, obviously the rivals, the Timbers, the rivals, and uh, the Seattle Sounders. And uh, right after, right after, uh, People knew that it was going to be LAFC against us, the Seattle Sounders. On Twitter, the Seattle Sounders <laughs> posted a video of them winning the semifinals that. trophy at Bank of California Stadium where they beat them 3-1. And I was like, oh, man, it's on. I, li- I like what the Sounders are doing, you know. I, I like what they're doing. and just sparked the-, spark the flame right there between the rivalry because it's it's real. A little trolling, think- no? Yeah, a little trolling. Exactly, trolling trolling in the, ba- in the-, in the short- shorter words. Um, but, yeah, I mean – the Sounders know how to play LAFC. I have Carlos Vela, and they play they play LAFC really really tough, and they hit them. They hit LAFC. I think they were the best team that played LAFC. They played the game so perfect, um, and really play made LAFC play Sounders game. Uh, the Sounders game in the Western Conference Final, and I know a lot of the players want want their shot too. 
uh, eliminate uh, the Sounders from this tournament. And it's going to be an exciting game. I just think it's going to come down to that 70th minute. It's going to come down to the defense. If LAFC are winning, are you going to be able to hold that lead? Because they, they didn't show that against the Timbers. And, and the Sounders are going to are a much tougher team than the Timbers. Um, I believe I know they haven't had a great um, they haven't had a great tournament. The first game they tied against uh, the San Jose Earthquakes. The second game I believe they lost to Chicago two to one, and then the final game they picked everything up and they won three zero against the Vancouver White uh, Whitecaps. Um, I just think that this is going to be a very 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 tough game, and they got to play. If not the best game, they got to be smarter. We know they're more explosive, but I think they're going to have to just be smarter because this is a team that's going to come, hit them hard. They're going to they're going to make sure LAFC knows where the sounder is, remind them and stuff like that. And I think if, if just LAFC is able to mentally prepare themselves for the game, I think it's more mental. This is a game that's more mental than anything else because both teams are talented. It's going to come down to the mental: who's stronger, who's more emotional, um, balance. Who up wants here. it more? Yeah. Who wants it and who's going to want it more? I think that's going to come down to that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a very close matchup between these two. Uh, very similar styles of plays. Yeah, but we see we see now with LAFC kind of struggling on the defensive side, but a lot of uh, goals when it comes to creating chances. So I mean, if we see the LAFC that we saw in the last and the first two games of the second halves, I think they have a chance, a shot of beating the the defending champions, the Sounders. But if we see an LAFC where pretty much it crumbles down in the last couple of minutes in the second half of of the game against uh, Portland, they're gonna have they're gonna be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you know I know this is a little crazy, but if I was Bob Bradley, um, this may make sounds crazy, but if I was Bob Bradley, I would play the video of the Sounders beating LAFC three to one. Just right. to open up that wound, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get get them a little pissed off. I would play a little like, hey, look how we lost. We don't want that to happen again. You know, I, I would do something like that just to just to get them mm-hmm. motivated and get them going. You know, because it's just because I think that I think that's what they need to do, and I think that that's what they're, how they're gonna have to play. I mean, I I hope Riley Wright flips plays more than seventy minutes, but it's not looking like it. One thing I do want to add: Andy Nahar played twenty three minutes. That is a very positive thing. I know Bob Riley had mentioned that he wanted to be conservative and bring him in. Maybe he could play 30 minutes of this game or, you know, potentially 40. I don't know how they're, how, how they're breaking up his minutes. But having him come in and play, um, he's just another explosive. Because once he came in, uh, Latif went to the, went back to the midfield and he took over Latif's spot on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, would just, I, I should also mention Latif, man, where LAFC. He could play from forward to yeah. mid to defender. And if, he was a little, if he was a little taller, he'd probably play goalie. Um, yeah, you know, center back too. Center, yeah, he play any, any position, and he's excellent, excellent. He has heart. You know, he has a lot he of heart, heart, a lot yeah, of hustle. He a, yeah, a lot of heart, a lot of hustle. But he also understands how to know how to play that certain position, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's given, he's given. A, right now, I feel like he's given a lot of LAFC a lot of room to breathe because I, I think Latif's spot is in the midfield for LAFC. Right, it's, whether it's on the right or the center, wherever they put him. Um, he is that with him, Latif, Eduardo Tuesta, and Kay. I mean, they're solid right there. I mean, but I, I, ju- I just like that Bob Bradley has a player like Latif and to be able to use him to slowly yeah, bring very back. Versatile. Yeah, very versatile and slowly be, bring back Andy Nahar. And we'll, ha- we'll have to see how, ma- how many minutes Andy Nahar will play the, this next game. Yeah, definitely. I think Latif was uh, one of the best players 
of last night's game in the draw against um, the Portland Timbers. Very, very, he was very strong on those uh, on those fifty fifty balls. He pretty much never gave up on any balls that mm-hmm. were um, on the field. So I think it's it's important to have players like that that know what is at stake. And I'm sure if he transmits that energy into his teammates, LAFC is going to be good for this game. Yeah, um, LAFC, LAFC is going to be a good one. So we I, I didn't mean to read the chat. We have some people saying LA Galaxy sucks. You know, we have some cuss, cuss words over here I can't put up there. Um, but people, um, you know, you know, like that. I like that there's that, that we've been able to build somewhat, somewhat of a, you know, a community here that, that between both LA and LA Galaxy fans, um, you know, don't. don't remember, it's it. a sport. It, it's, it's a game. Don't get yeah, too. Yeah, it's a game. Don't get, get too, too excited. Yeah. Even though some people get a little, a little, little too excited, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But, uh, keep keep commenting on Facebook, guys. I see Andres Torres and Martin Gutierrez. Uh, thank you for commenting that on Facebook. Um, but yeah, so another breaking news. Oh, this is not official. This may be official next week. But the Athletic um, started to report. Let me see if I can play this. Oh, uh, let me see. Here we go. I want to show this. Um, well, the Athletic reported that they're going to have. To return on August 22nd to, to return to play to in-market home games. And what that means is they're going to play uh, a total of 18 games in two different phases. Um, so the, the goal is to play these first two phases. Um, the reason why they're going to do that, they're going to play the two different phases is because you have teams in Canada. And then within the first phase, they're going to play, I think the, the, they're going to play six games. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason I want to do that is because all the Canada teams can play each other, um, you know, as many different times. Uh, because I think obviously there's rules, or there's some laws going on right now that American teams, teams from America can't travel there or play there. Uh, that you know the Toronto Blue Jays couldn't play even in their home market in MLB baseball. So I think that. So on the second phase is when they're going to play the the the, the twelve remaining games. Um, and then another thing to add is the, the I believe December 12th is when it's the MLS playoff final. Cool thing about this, depending where the market is or depending where the teams are, um, some in-home markets will be allowed to have fans in home stadiums. It's up to the local and state. Uh, so whatever. So we're in California, you know, in Chicago, New York, Texas or whatever. It's up to the local and state law, laws. You know, MLS is saying, yeah, we, we're going to allow fans, but on the guidelines, and the guidelines that the local and state officials, so they got to follow those. So I don't know what that means for Los Angeles because like Los Angeles is about, is on the brink of like shutting down again or, you know, so I don't know, I don't know what that means. So maybe that means media gets to go. I don't know. What do you, what do you make of all this news? I mean, it's a good thing that the MLS will be playing in the whole markets. I mean, most of the LA teams. And as well as other MLS clubs who will be participating. Yeah, it's 18 games, but I mean, it's pretty much what you need in order for them to secure playoff spots and all that stuff. But I think in regards to having fans in the stadium, it seems a little tough because we're not doing our part here in LA. So please, if you guys want to enjoy sports uh, on their stadiums or go to the not, not just soccer, but other sports. Do your part, and I think we'll be set 
but I think it, it's it's good news to see that the MLS will is trying to promote that the the fans will be allowed only if the state or the city laws allows them to. But I think it's it's up to the people if they want to be in it because if they don't do their part, it's it's gonna be challenging for 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 them to see the the clubs at home. Yeah, and it is, and it's gonna be tricky. But I think um, the reason why, like you know like states like Florida, Texas, or whatever, every state is different. And obviously I'm assuming, I don't have no, no word, I'm assuming fans are going to be required to wear masks. I'm assuming that they are going to have a, potentially, I have no word on this as of yet, but it's going to be assuming 20%, 25% max capacity. I don't see in 100% capacity. But that mean, that also means, though, if you have a, like the Atlanta United, who has like an NFL stadium with six, mm-hmm. six eighty thousand people, twenty percent capacity. I mean, you're looking at about like what fifteen thousand fans, right. or something like that. That's almost you can almost fill a fill up Bank of California Stadium with that many people, or, um, or you know, Dignity Health Sports Park with the LA Galaxy play. This is what just coming to my mind right now. If I was an LA team, LAFC or LA Galaxy, I would try to play in a football stadium just so I can max. How many people I can get to a game? Right. Does that make sense? You know yeah, what I'm I, it, yeah, I get it. And and teams like the no, New York City FC might not even have home games because they they play at Yankee Stadium, and they're still working on on getting their new stadium out. But yeah, play, uh, teams like that can can be affected by it too as well. But yeah, like you said, I mean, why not aim for like the Coliseum, the Rose Bowl, for the LA teams or the even the new. Football stadium down the street on Inglewood. Uh, yeah. for, for, I'd for be the sick if the so far that that would be sick if they were able to do imagine. That. Um, but yeah, yeah it because, seems it, tough because to if do. you if you only do twenty percent of like what Bank California holds like twenty three, uh, you know, round around there for Dignity Health Sports Park, you're not. That's only like I can't do the math right now. But it's only a couple thousand people, maybe two thousand right. people. It's not a lot. It's not a and lot. Then you have to you have to make sure they keep their distance too. You know, you have to. Separate play, um the fans, a couple of seats away from each other and stuff like that. So it's it's something to figure out. But I mean, they still have a month. Hopefully, things get better by then. But I mean, we all got to do our part and staying safe out there for not just for us, but if we want to enjoy live sports again. Yeah, live sports, which we all want to do. I mean, it's good seeing. I mean, it, it is weird that we see baseball up there. I mean, I was watching uh, the baseball. <laughs> the cutoff boards. Yeah, the cutout boys, not just that, but also like, um, I don't know, baseball is kind of a hard, if you watch it's a little slow, like you really got to be in a baseball to watch the game on TV. Mm-hmm. But now even seeing without fans, it just seems so much slower to me because it, it, there's not as much action like there is in the NBA right. or like soccer. It's just like as much, you know. Um, but it just, it just looks very, very dead without fans. And then just hearing the commentators talk and stuff like that, it's just not as a fun of sport, you know, to me, I don't know, but I hope, I hope we do get to have fans, um, you know, in LA, depending how everything happens, you know, I know there's a lot of like tricky laws and everything you have to go through and stuff like that. Cause I know the teams are too. Um, one thing that I also wanted to add, like uh, LAFC uh, sent out uh, an, a, a thing yesterday that LAFC and clear, if you know who clear is a company that does, um, it's kind of like the TSA, um, mm-hmm. uh, at the airport, I don't want to describe their company, but that's the gist of it. So they have enough to provide complimentary co-branded masks. LAC will produce and distribute over 
for a hundred thousand. I'm screwing the boat. Hundred thousand uh Corban face mask. So I tweeted about this. It's pretty cool. They have a black they have a black one and then I also have like a gold one or you know, black and gold one. Um so they're giving those they're gonna they have a hundred thousand. So depending how many people are allowed to go to those games they may be there for fans, you know. So that that looks pretty. That's a pretty cool incentive to, to have to have mass. And I also read that they're going to give people hand sanitizers and stuff like that. I just think the tricky thing is for people working the gate because some people are not going to want to wear the mask, or some people, you know. If I if that's what took me to watch a game, I wouldn't mind wearing a mask because I mean I just love sports so much. So I mean, it's simple. I, if you, I think if you don't wear a mask, you can't go in. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, that could be. And not just for yourself, but for the people also working there at the game, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, to me, that wouldn't be I mean, that hard. To, uh, that wouldn't bother me. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool incentive and it's a cool partnership that LAFC is doing just to, you know, you get, you get a little, um, giveaway, you know, you know, and then you get a rep around the city, rep around the city and stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's all the news that we have today. Is there anything else you want to add, Gustavo? No, well, I mean, just excited to MLS announce. Well, not just officially, but as a rumor that it might come back on August 22nd. Uh, bad news for LA Galaxy because that's a month from now. But yeah. they, they, that gives them time to to recover players, like we said, Chicharito or Jonathan Dos Santos. And hopefully the transfer market, they take advantage of it. I, I believe it starts next month already. Oh, yeah, it starts um, in August. Yeah, I think yeah I, in August. Is it August? Oh, man. I, mean, I think the August. The, well, it's just to start the the first of August, but I think it's might, the first week. But I don't remember yeah, the dates. But they might uh, uh, extend it because of all the whole COVID, and I mean teams are still playing in Europe. And but yeah, I think uh, excited to see that. Hopefully, everything works out for the best, and hopefully, we see a great match between the LAFC and and the Seattle Sounders on Monday night. Exactly. So, guys, yeah. So Monday night, it's uh, I believe at eight o'clock, and I think that's on FS1. It's going to be another entertainment match. It's going to be a chess match. Monday night football. Monday night. (laughs) Yeah, Monday night football. So it's going to be exciting to see that and see. uh, Fortunately, LA Galaxy fans just got to go back to the drawing board. I wish the team was still moving on so we could talk about both uh, LA teams. But I think this is a positive thing because you're going to, by the time the season starts, if it is August 22nd, you're going to have both. You're going to have all three of your superstars hopefully healthy, hopefully ready to go. Um, you know, and then hopefully this month gives them a little bit more to get back in shape, go back to the drawing board and see, um, and also see if they can capitalize on the, on the transfer market and, you know, potentially add some pieces to that. Um, but yeah, uh, Monday night game is going to be fun. Uh, Gustavo, let the people know where they can follow you. Well, yes, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Gustavo A. Underscore Ortega, just how you see it on the bottom of your screen. So right there, the tweet about games. Reach out if you have any questions. What you like to see more on the podcast or the live stream? We're here for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, guys. Also, please subscribe to the podcast. We got that on Apple Podcasts at LA Soccer Hub. You can listen on Spotify. Obviously, you can watch these live streams. Whether we put we put them up uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, three uh, YouTube. Um, so check us out there. Please give us a, a subscribe, a subscribe us on podcast. And if you're doing an Apple, give us a five star rating or, you know, give us a rating, whatever you like. Tell us, you know, just trying to get the word out there. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. That's going to wrap today's show. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.
Oh, 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 oh,